As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Tonight, we will give you the latest on the building collapse in Miami. We have the updated numbers of the missing and the climbing death toll there. Kamala finally went to the border, sort of. We're going to show you what excuse she gave to reporters when she got there. And the lefties in the state of California have been demanding everyone switch to electric vehicles, but now they're telling residents not to charge them so they can save electricity. Are people supposed to walk now? And Creepy Joe strikes again. The leftist media is even creeped out over his latest crazy antics, and we will show you. All of that and more tonight on Dr. Gina Primetime. Good evening. I'm Dr. Gina. Welcome to Primetime. Uh, we just want to once again express our prayers for all of those going through everything they're going through, especially uh, those missing loved ones and those who are getting bad news tonight in Miami. We've, uh, you've been on our hearts and our minds, and we will be giving updates on that throughout the show. We do start off tonight with the doctor's orders. As our country goes through so much together, Kamala, you of all people needed doctor's orders on root causes. You said you were going to the border today and you didn't exactly go to the border. You went to the clean hands part of the border and you didn't go to the border at all. You went to a border station that was a few miles actually from the border so that you could talk about the things you wanted to talk about on your symbolic trip. And instead of talking about what was really happening, death and destruction, drugs and rape and child, children being murdered, literally drown in the river because of the things you're not doing as borders are, all you wanted to talk about was root causes. You said absolutely nothing, Kamala, about substance. You talked only about root causes and you were trying to point the finger at some socialist ideal so that you could rationalize more spending, more social decay in the United States of America. If you want the root cause of why people come to the United States from third world countries, this is easy. It's because we're the best country in the whole dang world, Kamala. That's it. That's the root cause. Because America is good. Because America is great. And America is great because it's good, Kamala. Because the America that you inherited from Donald J. Trump and MAGA Patriot Movement is the best country that the world has ever known. And you've spent a few hundred days now screwing that all up because America is the most charitable, intelligent, rational, free experiment in the history of mankind until your ilk gets a hold of it. The root cause of immigration in this country, Kamala, and the reason for the mass border entry is because everyone wants to be here and have a piece of the freedom we know here, at least what's left that you haven't destroyed yet. The root cause, Kamala, for mass immigration is because you haven't managed to screw up everything that Trump somehow managed to fix after Obama almost managed to completely screw it up. And the root cause is because you, when you campaigned, said that everyone could come here without following the rules that our precious immigrants have followed for decades when our immigration process actually worked and was legal and was knowable and was predictable. 
The root cause you're looking for is that America is the best country ever. So I guess your fix for that is precisely what you and Joe have been working on systematically, to screw it all up. And you're doing a pretty good job of it. In fact, you're doing an excellent job of screwing up everything. In just a couple hundred days, you've managed to cause record inflation, record gas prices, steal an election, project riots in the streets into a bunch of patriots that didn't do anything wrong, to defund police, to strip our military, to turn it into a bunch of sex-changing, feminized, terror-sympathizing, confused, anything but giving permission to our soldiers to be the warriors that they were designed to be. You've destroyed the peace that Trump had created in the Middle East. You've revitalized terror that Trump had nearly vanquished. And you've deepened the racial divide in ways that are shameful, ways that I didn't even think were possible. And you certainly haven't been present. And these, these things haven't, haven't been present in our culture since well before the Civil War, if ever, these racial divides, the way that you and your ilk have reinstated them. Good job, Kamala. You're working hard on making no one want to come here. You're working hard on making us a third world country, like the countries people have tried to escape from. You're working hard on making it so nobody wants to come here ever, and even Americans are leaving. I have friends buying properties in countries that I can't even believe to get away from this regime that they feel is more oppressive than some second world countries. They're buying homes there. And they're staying there until you and Joe are out of the White House because they don't feel safe here. And they believe the cancel culture and the corrupt government agencies and the strong arm of the feds and censorship, especially censorship, is worse here than it is in places like China. For the first time ever, Kamala, patriotic Americans believe that this country could fall because of the likes of you. So you definitely understand the root cause of people from all over the world wanting to come here. The part you and they don't understand is that they wanted to come to Trump's America, not yours. If you were allowed, God forbid, to stay in office for a full four years or longer, let me assure you, these borders will come way down. Anybody coming here will be coming here based on four to five-year-old news of a great economy in a great country under Donald J. Trump. It will be clear they haven't heard about the most recent ravages under you and Joe and how you've destroyed this beautiful country and our freedom. No one would want to come here under the root cause of Kamala Harris. You and your socialist ilk have created tent cities, death in our streets, mobs of rioters who are so stupid they honestly don't even know what they're fighting for. They're fighting for their own suicide. Who does that? You will go down in history as the root cause of the demise of the United States if you are permitted to have your way. You will be the root cause of the reason of the border crisis if the border crisis seeds, not based on strength and success, but rather on surrender and suffering because no one would want to come to the America you're trying to create. It would be like the states right now where people are leaving because of years of fa failed socialist Democrat policy, like your state, California, Kamala. People are leaving in droves as they follow your footsteps, your philosophies, your policies in California, you leave nothing but a wasteland behind you, Kamala. Death, destruction, desolation, despair. That's the root cause that you leave behind that finally will be your solution to stop the border surge for the most devious and selfish of reasons in the most horrific of ways borders are, Kamala. 
So you can stop droning on about root causes, Kamala. We're on to you. No one buys what you're selling. Everyone knows you just want to spend more on things like climate change and distraction that leads to your own power and money, and you're fooling no one. Save your breath, Kamala. You just might need it for your legal defense on treason charges. And that's my doctor's orders for today. Coming up, Kamala is not the only one at the border today. There are some big anti-Kamala rallies happening today all over the border. And our crew is at the border to check it out. We'll show you. That's next right here on Dr. Gina Practice. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Another day of the Biden border crisis. And just when you thought that Kamala would never visit the border, she actually sort of did today. Biden put her in charge of the border three months ago and, uh, she was hoping that the crisis would just sort of go away or people would forget about it. Uh, no, that's your constituency, Kamala. The rest of the country doesn't forget. President Trump announced his trip to the border that will happen five days from now. So Kamala had to hurry up and do something. So she finally showed up today and reporters asked her why it took her so long. Here's what she said. President, how did you decide that right now? now was the right time to make your first trip to the border? Well, it's not my first trip. I've been to the border many times. As the person in charge of the response. So, the important aspect of this visit is leading this visit after the work that we did in Guatemala and Mexico. Because as I've long said, I said back in March I was going to come to the border, so this is not a new plan. What is the matter with her? She can't admit that she hasn't been to the border. She makes up lies, even though we've all been counting down the days that Kamala has not been to the border. She says, I've been to the border, cackle, cackle. And uh, then she argues that she's never been to Europe since she's been. I, you, just, you just can't even get it. No, you haven't, Kamala. Someone who has been to the border several times in the past few months is REV correspondent Drew Hernandez. Drew, tell us where you're headed tonight. Tonight we're heading down to Hereford uh, southern border here in Arizona where patriots will be gathering uh, to actually protest against Biden's border crisis. There'll be guest speakers, we'll be providing live coverage. And unlike Kamala Harris, uh, Hereford southern border is actually at the southern border. Kamala Harris wasn't even actually at the southern border today uh, in El Paso. She actually visited a border patrol station uh, miles away from the actual southern border. And it's interesting when you see this because she claims to actually care about these people and is virtue signaling and tries to make an appearance. It's all just propaganda to make people think that she's actually doing something. She spent less than six hours uh, in, 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 in an attempt to prove that she's actually trying to solve uh, the horrors at the border right now at the southern border. And also, I don't know if you guys caught it, uh, in some of her statements with the press, she actually had the nerve to say, and this this is absurd, Dr. Gina, and you're, and you're gonna understand why. She had the nerve to try and tell the American people that this administration inherited this border crisis. As if Donald Trump has something to do with with what's taking place right now. We're expected to believe, Dr. Gina, that Donald Trump 
the most aggressive president against illegal immigration that advocated to build a wall against this that was called a xenophobe because he wanted to do this. Somehow Donald Trump is responsible for this border crisis that the Biden administration has inherited. If you honestly believe that, you gotta be some kind of moron. Come on, man, like literally. Donald Trump is not a reason why migrants from Central America are trying to come to this country illegally. That's just absurd. Who believes that, Gina? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Drew, because all she wanted to talk about today was the root cause. And uh, so, you know, I, I think that's an avoidance um, of, of the real problem there. And I think it's just also a way to sort of peddle her goods of climate change. And she kind of wants to make that the reason why people are coming so she can, instead of focusing on doing anything about dead children and raped women and kids in cages that Obama started and Biden has continued and so on and so forth. I, I think instead of that, that, she really wants to, you know, sell things that bring more power and votes to Democrats like made up climate change issues and, uh, you know, gun issues. And I, I don't know, just the things that the Bidens like to sell uh, more free stuff. You know, that's the stuff that she wants to peddle. Um, but the root cause, I, I want to talk about that a little bit with you, Drew, because what do you think the root causes are uh, the reason for the massive border uh, invasion? Well, let's be honest with ourselves. During the 2020 campaign trail, okay, this is all on record. You can find this on YouTube. You can find these videos anywhere. Okay, Democrats were all asked on stage. They were all running for president, the candidates. They were asked, are you guys willing and prepared to give 11 million undocumented immigrants in this country citizenship? Do you guys have a plan? Something like that, if you become president, they all raised their hands, including Kamala and including Joe Biden. Also, Joe Biden was on the debate stage. He was, he was literally, when he was running for president, 2020 campaign trail, literally called to immediately surge the border and in context was talking about Central Americans. Now what happens, Dr. Gina, is you have these desperate, hopeless people okay, from Guatemala, from Honduras, that are watching what America is doing. Policies are changing, but not only these desperate people, but the cartels in this country, especially Guatemala, the Guatemalan president actually came out and confirmed this fact that when this rhetoric was coming out from the Americans and the Democrats during the 2020 campaign trail, cartels began to immediately mobilize to start making millions of dollars off of these desperate people. When these desperate countries hear this kind of rhetoric, Dr. Gina, they see a green light to come to this country because orange man is now going to be gone and now the Democrats are gonna open up their arms to give us citizenship. So they see now is the golden hour for us to come. That is the core issue here, okay? The rhetoric coming from the Democrats have put these people in vulnerable positions to sell their souls to the cartel, to possibly have themselves be raped, murdered, and kidnapped before they even get to Mexico, okay? The Democrats have done this because they want to increase the voter base in the Latino community. Because as of 2020, the non-white voter base, the largest non-white voter base has now become the Hispanic Latino community. Democrats know this and they're willing to sacrifice Hispanics and Latinos coming from Central America to increase that number to have votes for centuries to come. The Democrats are responsible. Their rhetoric on the 2020 campaign trail, it's their fault. Literally, that's a fact. No, it's absolutely the truth. And the root cause, if we really want to get down to it, I think, and as said in my doctor's orders today, is that America was a great country under Trump. And people wanted to come here because it was a great country. If Kamala keeps her antics up, um, I can honestly say that many people, if they know how bad it is getting, won't want to come. I have friends today, Drew, that are buying homes 
in second world countries right now because they are so afraid of the direction things are going under Biden and Kamala in terms of socialism, in terms of censorship and other things. Um, they're really turning things. So when she wants to talk about root cause, um, you almost have to be amused with the irony of what she's doing to that root cause of a really great, the best country in the history of mankind under Trump and uh, how quickly she's turning uh, that root cause to where people may not even want to come if they really knew what they were coming to. Drew Hernandez, we appreciate all of your time and hard work there on the border. Safe travels, and, uh, and you keep us posted on all of this, please. Thank you, Dr. Gina. See you guys soon. All right, as Democrats are pushing for January 6th commission to investigate what they call the insurrection, others are pushing for a November 3rd commission. Check out this headline from the Washington Examiner. Josh Mandel calls for November 3rd commission and stands by belief that Trump won in 2020. And we just so happen to have Josh Mandel here with us right now. Josh, great to see you. Hey, Dr. Gina, always good to be on. Josh, Democrats want to focus on January 6th so they can distract from November 3rd. But uh, tell us what you're doing about it. Uh, today, I'm calling on the U.S. Congress and Senate to abolish the January 6th commission and replace it with a November 3rd commission. The mission of the no November 3rd commission would be to use subpoena and investigative powers to investigate the cheating and the fraud that went on in the 2020 election. Uh, I was in Maricopa County uh, a couple weeks ago, visited the Coliseum where they're doing the audit of the Arizona vote. I personally believe there should also be audits going on in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. And this commission will, in a deep and wide way, investigate the fraud and cheating that stole the election from Donald J. Trump. Josh, there are a lot of crises happening right now. Uh, Democrats don't want to talk about these. They are some of the worst crises our history has ever seen in America. We have the border crisis, inflation, sectors of our economy being hacked, Biden looking completely weak and bumbling and foolish on the world stage. It takes our eyes off of the November 3rd election, and maybe that's partly by design because Democrats really would love nothing more than to just move on and forget that this shady election happened in our 2020 uh, election time. But there really is no bigger issue because if we can't get our elections right, then none, nothing else we're doing really matters. But there are some on the Republican side of this who also want to look the other way. Tell us. Yeah, I mean, you have the Mitt Romneys of the world and the Liz Cheney's of the world, and I call them squishes. It's these squishy establishment Republicans who they go to Washington, they, they just want to be liked. They want to be liked by the media. They want to be liked by the lobbyists. They want to get uh, invited to the cocktail parties. And listen, when I go to Washington as the next U.S. senator from Ohio, I'm not going there to be liked. I'm going there to drain the swamp and really blow up the swamp and take on the system. And part of taking on that system is taking on fraud and cheating in elections. And for any politician or bureaucrat out there, Democrat or Republican, who's afraid of an audit of the vote, the question we have to be asking them is, what are you trying to hide? Because whenever a politician or bureaucrat doesn't want an audit, they obviously are hiding something. Now listen, Dr. Gina, I, I was a Marine, I am a Marine. I, I served two tours in Iraq, I did my small part. And when I originally joined the Marine Corps in the year 2000 and went through Paris Island and I raised my right hand to defend the Constitution, 
What I was also swearing to defend was the voice of every American citizen in their vote. Because that's how they voice their opinions, it's how they voice their feelings, it's how they voice every November who they want representing them in this great democracy. And when there's cheating in elections, whether it's to the tune of millions of votes, thousands of voters, or even one vote, it's one vote too many. Because when people cheat in elections, they're not only disenfranchising their neighbors, but they're also spitting in the face of all these young men and women who bled and some who paid the ultimate sacrifice over the years so we have the right to vote and so we can live free. 100%. Uh, Josh, President Trump is coming to your state tomorrow, and RAV-TV will be there, and we will broadcast the event live. And Josh, I assume you are excited about this very first Trump rally of the 2022 election season. Will you be there? I will be there tomorrow with President Trump. I'm so excited that he's doing his first rally here in Ohio and here in Northeast Ohio, where where I'm from and where I grew up. Uh, I was the first statewide official in Ohio to support President Trump when uh, most of the squishy establishment Republicans here were clinging to John Kasich to the bitter end. I was out publicly and proudly for President Trump. I'm running my campaign for U.S. Senate to advance a Trump America first agenda and to defend the Constitution. And I'm just so excited and pumped to see him tomorrow in Cleveland. Well, I know a lot of folks will be out there and excited to see him too. Josh Mandel, candidate for U.S. Senate in the state of Ohio. How can people help, Josh? They can go to my website, joshmandel.com, J-O-S-H-M-A-N-D-E-L.com. If you want fighters in Washington, a fighter like Donald Trump and Jim Jordan and Ted Cruz, then I'm your guy. Again, it's joshmandel.com. All right. Josh Mandel, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, Dr. Gina. All right, see you soon. Coming up, the state of California is begging residents to stop charging their electric cars so they can save electricity. This is not a joke, but that story and more stories this crazy are coming up on Dr. Gina Primetime as we go through all the crazy together. Stick around. We're coming at you. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. We've been bringing you updates all day long here at RAV from the wreckage in Surfside, Florida, just north of Miami, where a condo building partially collapsed. You've all heard about it by now. The latest death toll stands at four people killed and a staggering 159 others are unaccounted for as rescuers search the wreckage of the 12-story building that now lays almost flat on the ground. Our own Karen Turk spoke to locals there in Surfside, Florida. Julio, I know you're from the neighborhood here and you walked down to see what had happened. How did you feel when you heard this news? Very sad. Uh, We just found out about the news. We were in Orlando actually and driving this morning. We heard about it. So I just got here uh, actually maybe less than half an hour ago and I was just curious to see 
what went on. It's very sad to see to hear about those. You're familiar with the building. You live in the neighborhood. You've walked by it before. You're familiar with most of the buildings on this beach or in the business down here. Yes. Well, Surfside has a code enforcement. Basically, all the buildings are only 12 story high. And um, I seen that structure of the building as I used to work a couple blocks away from there for uh, many years. So it's very sad to see that happening in, in the neighborhood. Do you think with these buildings being older, some of them being built in the 70s and 80s, that this could be a structural problem? And if so, is that something that you think is a concern for the neighborhood? Well, the building that I live in is older. Uh, so a 40-year-old building is not old. The structure is not old. What may have happened, what gave those pillars or columns, it's just to see what happened. It's very sad to see. This community here is a real tight-knit community, isn't it? It's a very a very family-oriented community, a lot of people. You know a lot of people in the neighborhood here? Yes, yes. And actually, I was talking to a neighbor uh, that lives next door to it. And, you know, as he mentioned, you know, luckily, you know, he's safe and his family's safe. So, yes, because we actually play tennis right here on Surfside as well, too. So it's very sad to hear that. Well, thanks for talking to us. A lot to think about. A lot of prayers to go out to everyone. And prayers to the family, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't have said it better. Lots of prayers to everyone and praying for miracles there. Thank you so much also to Karen Turk for being down there to capture that footage and to cover that tragedy. Our prayers continue to go out to them and also to the family of our own Ben Burkwam for their accident that happened on Monday. His wife did have a surgery today um, and uh, she came out of it very well. And so we'll be keeping you updated on both of those things. All right, this week, California's environmental wackiness went full circle. California residents have been pressured to switch to electric cars and the left would like everyone in electric cars, but now residents are being asked not to charge their electric cars to save electricity. Here with me now to discuss San Diego radio talk show host, Andrea Kay. Andrea, good to see you. Always good to be with you, Gina. Andrea, this is a great irony and so typical of California to tell you to do one thing, you know, three steps forward, four steps back. That's so typical of California. They can never make up their mind. I remember times we were out there and they would, uh, you know, tell you to, you know, you know, buy a bicycle, but then they'll pull you over for not using the right bike lane. They wouldn't tell, I mean, it was just always something. There were so many laws and regulations. I remember my, I think she was 14 years old at the time. My daughter was pulled over on her yellow beach bike, little blonde haired girl with a ponytail on her yellow beach bike three times three times in California, pulled over for, I don't even know, one time it was for looking suspicious. I, you can just picture on a yellow beach bike, little blonde girl. I don't know. Anyway, I just, you know, they're just, they'll think up reasons to, to make laws and get people into trouble in, in California. But this one, there's a special irony here, huh? Well, yeah, first of all, I gotta, I'm almost grateful today for the story because amidst the tragedy that's going on that you just described in that, that wonderful uh, package that uh, your reporter just did down there, amidst that tragedy that, thank you, California, at least giving me some something to giggle about today. Uh, but yeah. on a serious tip, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Dr. Gina. Of course you would because you are do Dr. Gina. That all of this, all of their craziness and the insanity, it, the reason why it never makes sense is because it's not about anything 
anything that they pretend that it's about. It's about people control, right? This Green New Deal that they, they did and all their climate change policies are not any more about carbon emissions than the coronavirus crackdowns were about a virus. It's about communist takeover of our lives, right? Let's go and tell people, hey, stop driving those evil fossil fuel guzzling cars and go get yourself one that's electric, but oh, by the way, that's still powered by the evil fossil fuels. And then to make it even a better story, we're going to tell you when you can actually plug those cars in. It's insane. It's crazy. But at least we yeah, can laugh about yeah. it. Well, and, and it, it, people, and you, you tell these stories, and you always feel like when you talk about California, because I lived there, obviously, for seven years, everybody knows that, and you always feel like you're a little crazy. Like, we had a little campfire one night, and for my son's birthday, this big, like a foot around, and we were roasting some marshmallows with another family, and their two children, and uh, we had not one, but two full alarm fire trucks pull up and <laughs> tell us to put out the fire. I mean, you just, you can't make this stuff up. Where did they think the electric cars were going to get their power from? Was it fairy dust? It comes from power plants, Andrea, and that takes coal and other fuel to create. So I'm just curious where they thought these electric cars were going to, I mean, the environmentalists, this is the height of wacko. Well, it is the height of wacko. But see, the, the good thing uh, for them is that they've got a mainstream media that are that are their spokespeople, their propagandists, pushing out the lies. So you've got all these voters out here that don't bother. They could actually Google and find out for themselves how these electric cars are powered, right? Uh, but they just buy into whatever uh, the whack jobs of the left are telling them in, in the media. They're buying into the, the fear-mongering, just like the coronavirus, the panic that they put in the minds of Americans that if we, you don't start driving electric, um, that... that they literally were telling us that the world was going to end in 10 years. And so a lot of the, way that, the ways that they've been able to pull this over on the minds of Americans is through fear tactic, right? Fear tactics, right? But now they're not even trying to hide it as much anymore. The head of the energy department here in California, she was honest today and said, look, this is about changing behaviors. And we can actually even use pricing to actually help us modify the behaviors. And that's one reason why on day one, Joe Biden shut down the Keystone Pipeline while he sure provided some pipeline access to the Russians over there, right? Obama even said it himself years ago, didn't he, Gina, that uh, gas prices would have to be uh, painfully high in order to change Americans' behavior, because ultimately they want to control every aspect of our lives. They want to move us into urban areas, set up their little smart cities, right, where we got to get our food from, you know, uh, gates and, and our health care, and we'll all have to live in these little bubbles. That's the end game. And, and so when you start thinking about the end game, it's, it's not so funny anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm filing through the California folly in my brain while I'm sitting here, just that I witnessed <laughs> in the in the short years that yeah. I lived there, aside from them letting the Mexican companies pump, and the Democrat politicians permitting the Mexican companies pumping their excrement onto our beaches and doing absolutely yeah. nothing about it as long as they gave them vacation homes over in the Baja Peninsula for their families uh, to vacation in. And then I think about the, was it five fish? Not five different species of fish, not five different kinds of fish, but five actual fish uh, that they stopped all the water to the farmers up in the mm -hmm. northern uh, valley um, that literally killed the farmers 
farmers up in the valley, which they yes. did on purpose, of course, because most of them were Republicans, but that's a whole other story. Then not to mention that they um, wrote two bills to make my husband's job illegal because he's my husband and because he was rooting out waste, fraud, and abuse and union corruption. So you have those kinds of things that happened just in the seven years that I was there. And, and the sad thing is then we went and somehow ended up with Kamala Harris from California, who is mm -hmm. governing essentially precisely like a Californian. And now we have Gavin Newsom uh, and all of the crazy that he's exacting on that poor state. Um, and we have a recall update. Your secretary of state there yes. in California gave uh, people a month to remove their names from recall pe uh, petitions, but only a couple dozen actually did that. So I guess it's actually official. A lot of people didn't think this was going to happen, but the recall election is, I mean, is it safe to say it's going to happen? Yeah, it is going to happen. But think about what you just said for, for a moment, Dr. Gina. What they did was they set up after Gray Davis was successfully recalled years ago, the Democrats decided we got to do something to, to make that harder to, for that to happen again. So they put something that in place to where if uh, there was a successful recall petition campaign, which happened here and it was certified in March, that the proper number of verified signatures were actually on a petition to recall, they put a little thing in place, a little, a little uh, process in place for them to try to deny that process. In other words, to say, we're not going to accept the outcome of that petition process. In fact, we're actually going to go around everybody who signed their name on it, and we're going to push back and, and pressure them to remove their name. I, I, I think that might be a little thing that the, the Democrats are accusing the MAGA people of called insurrection, right? I mean, how is that not the same thing? You're refusing to accept the outcome, and you're trying to overturn it. But the good news is, is they only got 43 people total to take their names off the petition. So it is going to go forward. We don't know exactly when, and it will be a two-step thing. There be two questions asked. Do you want to recall them, yes or no, and pick a name off the list? And right now, I think there's like 75 names, all Republicans. So it will be interesting. My prediction is he will be recalled. Now, there's some big money out there uh, pushing Caitlyn Jenner on the Republican side. Um, I'm curious. I keep hearing the name floated. Larry Elder, I've had some of my old California friends asking me what I thought about that, what I thought, you know, if I thought that the president would get behind a Larry Elder, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Well, I, you know, full disclosure, my show is on Salem Media as well as Larry Elder's, but I think I think people who know me and listen to my show uh, know with full confidence that when I say that I would support Larry Elder, it's not because he and I both have a show on Salem. It's because I think he has the intelligence. I think he has the experience. I think he has the right conservative creds. I think he has the ability to reach across and capture the Democrats and independents, all who didn't want Kamala. You talked about Kamala earlier. She somehow got picked. That's right, because the California voters didn't want her. They don't want Newsom anymore. This is a, a, the perfect time for a strong conservative to step in to California and take the labels out of it and just talk policy. And Larry Elder has just the, just the perfect ability to articulate uh, why we need conservatism here in California to make it happen. So I would throw my support behind Larry all day long. And what do you think the chances are that he gets in and does he have enough money to win? I think that I think that hmm, money right now we've got the the California Republican Party trying to do everything that they can to try to push San Diego former San Diego mayor Kevin Faulkner across the line. 
And that's really disturbing to me because Kevin Faulkner, is, there's zero daylight between Kevin Faulkner as mayor of San Diego during the coronavirus than Governor uh, Newsom. And so Kevin Faulkner was on board with everything that Newsom was doing that got Newsom recalled. And yet here's the California Republican Party trying to push him across with a whole lot of money. And that's something that we uh, Californians need to be aware of, of Republicans, Democrats, and independents, and push back against that. We should not have any party selecting our next governor for us, particularly not one that stood on the beaches in the summer of 2020 with a bullhorn like Faulkner did, telling people you weren't allowed to sit on the beach, you could only keep walking. So I don't know if Larry Elder has the money. I think he could. I think he could drum it up because he certainly got a high enough profile. So fingers crossed if he gets in. Interesting. Yeah, I 100%. Faulkner, maybe you like rhinos. If you like rhinos, he's your man. <laughs> he, is, he is definitely not a conservative in, in any way, shape, or form. All right, Andrea Kay, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. All right, coming up, the world has finally figured out why Joe Biden's nickname is Creepy Joe, and we will show you what really creeped out the media and had Creepy Joe trending on social media. Stay put. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's now time for some news you didn't know, and here to help, as always, from our RAV headquarters in Denver, Colorado, Jessica Rivera. Jessica, great to see you. Dr. Gina, to combat the critical race theory agenda being pushed in schools across the nation, your governor, Republican governor from Florida, Ron DeSantis, has signed three bills into law that will make sure Florida's public schools and university students are being taught the evils of communist and totalitarian regimes, including Maoist China. DeSantis says, quote, why would somebody flee across shark-infested waters, say leaving from Cuba, to come to southern Florida? Why would somebody leave a place like Vietnam? Why would people leave these countries and risk their life to be able to come here, end quote. And Dr. Gina, the law will mandate that personal stories of victims from other nations share their stories with students to explain the differences between other countries and the United States. Florida University students will also have to take a civic literacy class and then pass a civic literacy test in order to graduate. Dr. Gina, back to you. Thank you so much, Jessica. Now, Creepy Joe is trending after his very creepy press conference. And here with me now to watch some Creepy Joe videos is <laughs> former Bachelor. How does that fit together, Mr. Producer? Former Bachelor contestant. I guess she's used to creepy men all around. Jillian Anderson. Great to see you, Jillian. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Gina. <laughs> I love coming on the show. <laughs> Jillian, are you ready for some creepy Joe videos? I can't stop watching them. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Now, this is the clip that got uh, the creepy Joe hashtag trending this time. Let's watch. And you said when people are waiting for relief. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential this week. Jillian, I can smell his breath. It's weird. 
<laughs> so what, what's funny is that you mentioned that it was trending. As you know, you know, Twitter and all these social media platforms, they really fight for the left. And so it's very, very difficult to get them bashed on anything. So the fact that President Biden was trending is huge in a, in a, in a yeah. negative way. I mean, by, you know, creepy Biden was trending. That, that's kind of a victory for us. But more importantly, it's not only creepy, it's concerning. You know, we've seen, you know, all these stumbles that Biden has, and it's more than gaffes. He can't string, you know, sentences together. Sometimes he doesn't even know he's president. And this morning I was talking to um, physician Ronnie Jackson, the congressman in Texas, who used to be the physician yes. for both Obama and Trump. And he was calling for a cognitive test for Joe Biden, just like President Trump had. And I think that it's warranted. And the American people should know, is Joe Biden okay? Can he run this country? Yeah, Jillian, you know, now it all makes sense why his staff want him to never take questions from reporters because he does weird, creepy stuff like the whisper thing. And, you know, if it was trending, it probably means that even Democrats thought it was creepy. And so they were retweeting it because we can never get things to retweet because they shadow ban us all. So that's that's the facts there. Anyway, Jillian, before the election. Pardon? I said it's totally bizarre. First, he's snapping yeah. at reporters. Then he's whispering to reporters between his whispers and Kamala's cackling laugh. Like, I don't know what's worse. All creepy. All right, before the election, we tried to tell everybody that Biden was creepy. And I shared so many videos on social media of Biden being creepy, like this one from The Daily Caller. <laughs> he leans down smells my hair and then plants this big long kiss on the top of my head. I think he is actually going to kiss me. He started rubbing noses with me um, and he was still holding on to my face and rubbing noses. Spread your legs, you're going to be <laughs> frisked. You stand right in front of me. Right. Right. Come on. <laughs> you got something. Come on. Is this All right. balanced? Molly, come over by me. Come on over here. He is extremely affectionate, extremely flirtatious in a completely safe way. Joe Biden didn't do anything that's, uh, you know, anywhere near to that. bleach to bleach our eyes <laughs> from all of the creepy um we tried to tell everyone before the election jillian well this is the thing we're allowed to talk about it freely now since he's already in office those are the rules and don't you love the way democrats make the excuses jillian here's another biden video now this was just yesterday when he was giving us all a lesson on the second amendment to own them and i might add the second amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. 
Well, the Tree of Liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. What? Oh, Jillian, you know, yeah, you just, you, you worry about him. He can't put out a coherent sentence, even when he has a teleprompter, Jillian. And talking points and prearranged questions by prearranged reporters. We know this. And he still can't get through it. I have no idea what he was saying. I can't buy a cannon. That's all I got. And, you know, and, and you're used to, you know, keeping creepy people at bay. You've done this your whole life. You did this on Bachelor. Yeah, I did it on Wife Swap. You know, we've kept creepy people away from us. But I have to tell you, I, people like him, I literally, I, I just, he, the, you saw the little girls putting their hair around their shoulders. It's one of the things you do when creepy people are around. You like to try to cover yourself up. You put, put your coat around you. You just, you want to just bundle up to get away from them. You know, and the double standard of the media coverage, not only on his stumbles and his gaffes, but like how he treats reporters in the coverage of like his cognitive ability. It's like, it's outrageous. Trump, they trampled then- him with everything. And it's, it's just a, a huge double standard. And speaking of double standards, there's Kamala. We all know, we've heard all about the ways that she got where she is. But now we uh, we don't hear a lot about that, you know, because I guess she's a chick and she can do what she wants. But then there are the cackles and the lies, like today when she went to the border. Listen. President, how did you decide that right now was the right time to make your first trip to the border? Well, it's not my first trip. I've been to the border President, many times. As the person in charge of the response. So the important aspect of this visit is leading this visit after the work that we did in Guatemala and Mexico. Because as I've long said, I said back in March I was going to come to the border, so this is not a new plan. Sure, it's not a new plan, Julian. I know it had nothing at all to do with the fact that Donald Trump is going to the border in a couple days, right? Nothing at all. And it, absolutely. Trump leads, Biden and Harris follow. But I want to point out that just, you know, recently, was it a week or two ago, she told another reporter she's never been to the border, just like she's never been to Europe. And she didn't understand the point. But I just, I, I don't get it. But now she's been to the border several times. And it's funny to see what border she's going to. It looks like she's going to the whole other end of Texas than where the actual problem is. And I talked to Border Patrol agents. They said there's no policies put in place. She's literally done nothing. So I don't know what she thinks she's advancing when all they've done is is like blow up this problem and this we're at a 20 i think 20 year spike in the surge of entries with illegal immigrants and the border patrol agents i talked to today said you can literally turn this off like a light switch if they wanted to but they're pandering they're pandering to the left and they're letting this pandering and projecting yeah yeah and blaming uh, like they tend to do and it's amazing to watch as she literally as they literally lead from behind i mean you, you said it trump leads and they follow everything they do is based on something about trump the obsession the trump derangement syndrome is so out of control but it is amazing that somehow even when he's not in the oval office trump is still presiding he's still the one leading he's the one who got her to go to the border by going to the border it's phenomenal if you think about it it's, it's hilarious. And I can't wait to see the media coverage on his visit with Abbott because it's going to be totally different. It, and I'm, I'm anxious to see how the mainstream media treats him.
Oh, well, it will be interesting. You know they miss him. You know they miss him because what are they doing? Following Creepy Joe in and out of the cafeteria in his slippers while he drinks from his sippy cup and eats his mashed peas? I mean, really, what are they doing? I, I watch the press reports. I know you probably do, too. You probably get them in your inbox, too. I watch the press reports. They don't do anything. You, you watch the press reports from the last president and vice president. It was a, an array of things all day, every day, from the crack of dawn until late into the wee hours and now it's just like a couple little things and if that Sundays there's just nothing well Joe Biden doesn't have the stamina and you see that his handlers whoever those are when he says oh you know I can't do anymore they'll get you know they'll be mad at me I'll get in trouble whoever these handlers are have a very tight leash on him and for good reason we see the things that he says we see that he's not physically up to the job and I really challenge all of Congress to give him a cognitive test I don't think there's any reason he should be in that office right now. He's not physically or mentally able to do the job. Well, we appreciate uh, Ronnie Jackson doing, you know, definitely uh, challenging him on that and right. being very, very upfront on that so much. And I appreciate you being here because, you know what, there's a lot of heavy today. And this was a fun segment with you. Jillian Anderson, thank you. Thank you for coming on tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. G. All right. And thanks to you for joining me tonight and every night. And thanks to everyone here who works so hard to bring this show to you. Your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice, RAV TV. Tomorrow, we will have live coverage from Wellington, Ohio, from the Trump rally there. Our RAV team is going to be set up there and live. The entire world will be watching, so you won't want to miss it right here on RAV. Live from Studio 6, be up next with Damon and his crew. Hug your children, love your God, go boldly now and live the truth. Good night, everybody.